that's an interesting thought, guys. When we see the Lord, do you, do you think, you know, some people's response are like, I, I can't wait to ask God why. <laughs> I don't think or, we'll care anymore. Or do you think we we're going to care anymore? I'm not going to care at all. <laughs> I think that's a, I mean, honestly, like, that is such an important thing well, to remember. Well, the former to. things have passed away. I right. mean, and, why am I going to care about that? And then we'll just when you glorify your, him for right, what he did, you, you know, when you lay your eyes on your God, that, that beatific vision, as they, as the theologians call it, like what could be more satisfying and what could be more of an answer to mm-hmm. the disappointments? I'm, I'm skipping ahead. I know disappointments, grief, mm-hmm. sorrows, fears. What could be the, a better answer than just him? Welcome to Sing the Word, a podcast that explores and promotes gospel-centered, biblically-rich congregational songs for the church. Uh, this is Nathan Murphin, and I'm with... Rachel Nothnagel. <laughs> and Joshua Roberts. Ah, you guys remembered. Wow. Very good. Um, we, do, we do not have an a gender identity crisis on this show, just so you know. Um, His name is easier to say anyway, so... Joshua, I like saying What's your middle name again? Is it Joshua right? Walt Roberts. Walt. And my social is... <laughs> <laughs> no. We're not giving away that information. I don't like giving away my middle name. Just because it exposes your... Yeah, name. now it's out there for the whole world to hear. Yes. Oh, well. <laughs> now we're going to transition mm-hmm. to talking about a very, uh, well, we say it's very well-known hymn. It's certainly an old hymn, um, but maybe less known, <clears throat> excuse me, but maybe less known than uh, we think. Uh, Be Still My Soul, The Lord Is On Thy Side uh, by Katharina von Schlegel. Trans- von Schlegel. Did I say that right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Translated by some old lady named Jane L. Brothwick. Borthwick. Borthwick. Broth. Broth. I switched the R in the L. (laughs) And music by, Josh, you say it. Sibelius. Jean Jean Sibelius. Jean Sibelius. So I'm going to read. We're we're actually going to cover. Julius. Christian Sibelius, actually. Wow. Sorry, I keep interrupting. It's okay. (laughs) Rachel's about to blow, but I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> We're actually going to read, so most most churches only sing three verses. That's kind of how I've grown up. But we're actually going to read four and possibly five later. Um, I'll start, and then Josh, you got two, Rachel three, and I'll finish with four. Be still, my soul. The Lord is on thy side. Bear patiently the cross of grief or pain. Leave to thy God to order and provide. In every change, he faithful will remain. Be still, my soul, thy best, thy heavenly friend, through thorny ways leads to a joyful end. Be still, my soul, thy God doth undertake to guide the future as he has the past. Thy hope, thy confidence, let nothing shake. All now mysterious shall be bright at last. Be still, my soul, the waves and winds still know his voice who ruled them while he dwelt below. Be still, my soul, when dearest friends depart, and all is darkened in the veil of tears. Then shalt thou better know his love, his heart, who comes to soothe thy sorrow and thy fears. Be still, my soul, thy Jesus can repay from his own fullness all he takes away. Be still, my soul, the hour is hastening on. 
when we shall be forever with the Lord. When disappointment, grief, and fear are gone, sorrow forgot, love's purest joys restored. Be still, my soul, when change and tears are past, all safe and blessed, we shall meet at last. And we will maybe touch on an extra verse that's been either added or wasn't original that's pretty unpopular in most hymnals, but we will start talking about the hymn in general, maybe a little bit about the tune, and we'll start with verse 1. Uh, I think, guys, you guys tack on what you think. This this song has so many um, profound themes in it. I think there's the themes of, obviously, suffering, lament, um, a whole bunch, I would say, about the providence of God, and not only just talking about how God is, is sovereign over all things, all things that come to pass, but trusting in the timing of those things in our mm-hmm. own context and looking to God as the faithful one and also looking forward to heaven, to, to eternity um, through the suffering, through the lament. I think that's kind of a pervasive thing about this hymn. Um, and you can kind of feel it too with with the tune, I think, mm-hmm. of the hymn. Yeah. It just it kind of has that longing, mm-hmm. almost haunting sound to mm-hmm. it in some ways. I don't know. Maybe it's just the chords or how the melody churns, but um yeah. It definitely fits. And it's funny because they weren't right put together. That's a good thing. Yeah. But let's talk um, about that. It, they fit each other so well. Right. They really do. What Josh was saying was this text was what was it written? Sixteen, seventeen hundreds, <clears throat> probably. I yeah. can't remember the the text from um, von Schlegel. I don't know. It looks like the 1700s. 1700s. Mm-hmm. And she was, uh, was she kind of a, so German, so probably Lutheran. 1697. It does Lutheran say Lutheran. Mm-hmm. Member yeah. of a church or priestess yeah. or something. I don't know. It was translated um, in 1855. And then the and hymn text probably came up in the 1800s as well. Well, the, the the um, merging of them. Sibeli Sweden's born until 1865. So. Oh, so maybe not even till so, the 20th century. Yeah, wow. uh, it looks like 1899 is what they're saying was when it was composed. Wow. Okay. So many years later, which you know, I don't know if he composed it for that text. Um, I don't. Know it gets used did. with a lot of other things. There's one that um, actually, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, I shouldn't say that. Uh, Gloria Gaither wrote a tune. Uh, words, lyrics to this tune. Really? Interesting. I can't remember the name of it right now. Very good. So let's let's go ahead and just jump in to verse one. Be still, my soul. The Lord is on thy side. Bear patiently the cross of grief or pain. Man, there's just Mm -hmm. so much. Just let's stop there. I think there's a lot to unpack. I think sometimes when we are experiencing things like grief or pain, we can start to think, is is God really on my side? Absolutely. But because of yeah. what Christ has done, mm. we are on God's side because yes. of that act of reconciliation, even if we don't feel like it in the circumstances that we're in. And so mm. God is on our side when we are covered by Christ's blood. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's so much, you know, in a, in a humanly response to question, to doubt, to pain, to grief. Mm-hmm. We, we That is the natural question, right? Is, does the Lord want ill for me? Like, does he want, yeah. is, no. is God evil? Is God wrong? Or how, how does this work out in, in, in time and in, in, in my life? Did God, you know, has God always planned this for me? Or is this a response mm-hmm. to something I did? You know, I mean, so many, I think fair questions, just being humans and being intelligent creatures, but um, 
you can you can doubt that the Lord uh, is on your side. It feels like the exact opposite. Yeah, um, you know it it it's good. It's good to be reminded the Lord is on our side, and and it makes me think of it. Reminds me truly of the scripture that says that all things work together in Romans eight mm-hmm, twenty eight. All things work together for good. It's mandated Absolutely. that all things in our life um, they are for good, um, even the bad things. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes we forget that in the midst midst of a trial. Mm. Yeah. The line, it looks like the third line, leave to thy God to order and provide. I think of that quippy little saying we hear everywhere and on coffee mugs, like let go and let God, which uh, has its own issues, right? Like right. we can we can go into that if you want. But this concept of like leave it with God and let him like let him just take care of it, mm-hmm. which like is really cliche, at least in our world, in our Christian world. Mm -hmm. Um, But there is something to be said about leaving it to God. Right. Um, Not that we let God do anything, but we leave our our burdens with him. And like, how do you do that? Like, Mm -hmm. how do you leave it to God to order and provide when you're, I don't know about you, my hands just want to be in everything. (laughs) Like, how do I leave it there? How do I, how do I leave it at his feet? Because trusting that he is provider and mm-hmm. does know best. Um, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on like, how do you leave something like? Yeah. I mean, the, the simple phrase, God is God and I am not. I mean, right. that's, that's the whole churning question of Job's story. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the answer that Job, um, fought for from God was actually more questions. <laughs> Where yeah. were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Um, those kinds of things. So it's to, it's it's God's way of saying, trust me, mm-hmm. I am God, you are not. I know all things. This, as you said, Josh, Romans 8, 28, yeah. is going to work out right. for my glory and your good, which is also... And then not picking it up again. Glory. I left right. it with God and I'm not yes. going to pick it up again. Reminds me of uh, whatever my God ordains is right. Yes. And so to him I leave it all. Yes. And so to him I leave it all at the end of each verse. So I have this problem typically and I always call it people from the South say, you know, running around like a chicken with his head cut uh-huh. off. I tend to do that. And um, especially when when there are details like right before an event or sometimes right before worship service, I am running around like a chicken with his head cut off. And that's I, like when we say leave to your God, I don't I know that I can really define what that feels like for me. I know when it's happening, but it always feels like a struggle that I'm leaving it for God. Because um, I, I, but I do, well, I'll say this, what I'm trying to say, but I do know what it feels like when I'm not doing that. Mm. I'm not leaving it to God because it's me running around like crazy. And um, there's a peace that comes. This whole song brings Mm. peace and solace for our our hearts because um, there's a peace that comes when we leave to the Lord what is his and um, cast our anxieties yeah. on the Lord, for He cares mm-hmm. for us. For us, yeah. Another uh, back to the Lord is on thy side. Uh, I think Josh, you quoted this in another episode, but it's Exodus fourteen fourteen. Oh, yes. The Lord will fight for you. This is I mean mm-hmm. uh, Moses and the Egy- uh, Israelites, you know, being placed between the Red Sea and the <laughs> Egyptian yeah. army. The Lord will fight for you, and you have only to be silent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That kind of attaches itself to the be still thought. Well, some translations say that verse as be still. Mm-hmm. You have only to be still. Oh, wow. Or to Very be cool. silent. Yeah. I mean, so there's that example of God 
you know, mm-hmm. fighting, attaching himself, being um, he he's not ashamed to call uh, these people his people, and and they're on his side. They're not at enmity with him no longer. Like you said, Rachel, if we're in Christ, we are we are on his side per se. Um, I think I know I'm backtracking, but it also says, "Be still, my soul." Later in the verse, so I guess I'm not really, but. Um, the thought of like, be still and also the, the, the thought, my soul, like a, a prayer, almost talking to your to soul, yeah. talking Which to yourself, biblical. a very reflective. That. Yeah. That's, um, that's what I was going to say is the Psalms all over, um, you know, bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. And telling all myself, within me. Yeah. why are you cast down? Oh, my oh, soul. My soul. Yeah. Yeah. Reminding yourself of the truth. You're talking to yourself. Yes. yes. Okay. You're talking. And it's that's biblical. why, you know, that's, this is another episode that I want us to do, guys. Mm-hmm. Is the necessity of psalms and worship, why they're so important. This is, yeah. a, this is another example. I mean, clearly, uh, von Schlegel knew her psalms and wanted to inco- incorporate that from the get-go of the solace, the the calm of the phrase, be still, my soul. And, you know, you think of Psalm 46, um, be still and know that I am God. Uh, is that is that the, yeah, mm-hmm. be still, know that I am yeah, God. I will be exalted among the earth, among the nations. Mm-hmm. I also think about the... Psalm, uh, I want to pull it up so I don't misquote it. Psalm 131. It's a very short psalm, um, but kind of an utter reliance and almost like paternal understanding of how God works with his, uh, uh, associates with his people. Um, what does it say? I'll just read the whole thing because it's so short. Psalm 131. Oh, Lord, my heart is not lifted up. Oh. My eyes are not yes. raised too high. I do not occupy myself with things too great or too marvelous for me. I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with its mother, like a weaned child is my soul within me. And then it says, Oh, Israel, hope in the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. But just the the neediness that we as creatures have to our creator, as, as sons and daughters have to their heavenly father, uh, mm-hmm. of being content to... Um, receive all things, mm-hmm. whether, you know, by our means, by our understanding, good and, and maybe easy versus disastrous and hard or evil. I mean, if we want to, you know, talk about Job, shall we not receive good from God and also evil? Mm-hmm. Um, receiving all of that from, from of the heavenly father. And as the hymn says, thy best, thy heavenly friend. I mean, that's mm-hmm. such a strong name for God to be our heavenly friend. He's on our side. Um, yeah, that's a lot to think about there. So Psalms are important, I think, is what I was trying to say. <laughs> the last line in that, uh, through thorny ways, lead leads to a joyful end. Yeah. Makes me think of Pilgrim's Progress. Mm-hmm. Um, it does. There's a a in Colossians one. Um, there it, the the second part of that uh, chapter one. Uh, I think it starts about verse nine. It starts talking about kind of the sanctification process, and it talks about. How we are, verse 11, it says that we're to have great endurance and patience. And then it immediately in verse 12 says, and giving joyful thanks to the Father. And some translations sort of move those words around um, uh, as far as like patience and joy. Uh, but but the idea of us, this, this first verse talks about kind of what's there in Colossians 1 about how mm-hmm. we are to be still, mm-hmm. we are to bear patiently, and all of that should be something that we do, as it says at the end, with joy. Um, right. It brings to a joyful end is what this, this right. line actually says, mm-hmm. but all of it has to do with us 
waiting upon the Lord mm-hmm. and doing it with with patience, with endurance, with thanksgiving, and with joy. Yeah. Another thing, connecting what you just said, waiting upon the Lord, with, with how a lot of the Psalms actually talk about it. When we think about waiting upon the Lord, it, it's it's almost in a sense of either two ways. One, uh, of you know, of confession of sin and waiting upon the the mercy of the Lord, the 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 the, the peace that the you know the the psalmist feels when he has confessed a sin. But mm-hmm. two, and this is probably the more prevailing one, is 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 in lament, is in suffering, of waiting on the mercy, the loving kindness of the Lord to come relieve him of his situation. Uh, and that's how this this that very much connects to through yeah. thorny ways leads yeah. to a joyful end. Makes me also think of the end of John 16, where Jesus says, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So we have that hope that Christ has given to us. And the Christian life is not is not going to be sunshine and rainbows, right? Like Jesus himself said, you will have tribulation. Um, it This hymn doesn't say through... Uh, through um, pretty and um, I don't know what the word would be, but like through easy paths, through straight paths, <laughs> through sunshine and rainbows with butterflies flying around and flowers, you shall have a joyful end. The Christian life is bearing patiently the cross of grief or pain, walking through the thorny ways, the narrow way, which leads to ever, everlasting life, to the joyful end. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that all of that reminds us why it's important to sing this song in our congregations. And that, that leads me to to talk about this. Um, 2008 is when the newest Baptist hymnal was published. And from my looking and, and diving in and trying to find what Baptist hymnals it was published in before, mm-hmm. I didn't see one, not a single one. Um, uh, so this was not as a part of the, the song repertoire of the, the Baptist church. And I'm sure it was wasn't necessarily a, a you know a, in a lot of evangelical v- yeah. evangelical churches because there was a long time in the 50s 60s 70s and maybe even starting back in the 30s where all we wanted to sing about was the joy you know mm-hmm. we have all those sunshine hymns mm-hmm. we have all those Heavenly things about highway. goodness and and mm-hmm. but it's we missed out on a lot by not being able to say sometimes the way is thorny. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's tough. Rocky and roads. even in that, I have joy. I have mm-hmm. um, a God who is on my side. Mm-hmm. And he might be, um, um, he might, to quote another song, he might be, you know, the the waves that bring us nigh mm-hmm. to the shore, that rock is Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, he good. might be sending those things to us mm-hmm. uh, for the sake of, of our edification and our um, reflection refinement. Yes. Um, one of my favorite psalms is Psalm 62. I, I had this quoted for a long time on my business card because I wanted to do something musical and I didn't want a musical note, so I put a rest there. And then I was like, oh, I got to find a <laughs> a psalm that says something about resting. But Psalm 62, <laughs> it says, truly my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from him. Mm. Truly he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. And then verse 5, yes, my soul finds rest in God. My hope comes from him. Mm-hmm. He only is my rock and my salvation. On God rests my sal- on God rests my salvation and my glory. My mighty rock, my refuge is God. Um 
it goes on and, and just talks about the power of God. And it talks, I skipped over verses three and four, and that talks about some of the trials um, that this psalmist was going through. Um, but as it comes to the end, it says, one thing God has spoken, twice I have heard this, that power belongs to God, and mm. that to you, O Lord, belongs steadfast love, for you, for you will render to a man according to his work. You know, we, we have to be reminded that God is in control mm -hmm. of even the the thorny thorny ways but we got to keep going to no. verse two talking about God being yeah. in control and being powerful yeah it goes perfect into verse two so let's let's dive into verse two now be still my soul thy God doth undertake to guide the future as he has the past that word undertake catches my eye because the Undertaker. <laughs> Sorry. Will the circle, you know, that the song mentions the Undertaker. Well, I told that Undertaker. Oh, my goodness. It does. Okay, well, I didn't Sorry. think of any yeah. of that. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought about a choice. Please I don't us. undertake something without, or at least I don't personally. I'm sure people can, you know, put responsibilities on other people. But that word undertake makes me think of something I'm choosing to do. So like mm. I'm married and I ch I chose to get married. I'm undertaking this right. responsibility upon myself. Yeah, right. and so mm. um, God has chosen to guide the future as He has the past, mm -hmm. and so um, it's a choice that He is making. And so um, I just think of like that that must bring Him joy to be that sovereign. Mm. And mm, that's, that's good. Yeah. So much joy in and of himself, mm -hmm. his own power, I, his I own will to, to do that. Yeah, it's something that if right. he takes joy in. And I used to have a a poor understanding of God's attitude towards his his sheep of mm. God doesn't want to be bothered. Almost like a deistic yes, understanding uh -huh. that God spun the world into existence, but he left it alone. Yeah, and, and if I do need yeah. something, I should just shut up and be fine with yeah. the way my life is. Right. But God is, you know, he is a loving father. We can go mm -hmm. to him for these things. He, he is He's a shepherd. Yeah. He is mm -hmm. the good shepherd, but mm -hmm. is taking that joy in spinning all of the, all the things I experience. That is, that is a good thing that he's choosing to do. Right. And again, like verse one, it points back to something in his character mm -hmm. to be a rock, a steadfast thing to stand on for the person going through this turmoil, the thorny, the thorny ways. So in verse one, in every change, he faithful will remain. This mm -hmm. one says to guide the future as he, he has, has the, past. the past. There's there's no, there's an unchanging, unwavering mm -hmm. factor, uh, character that our God has that we can rest upon. And and he is our hope, our confidence. Nothing should shake that. Mm -hmm. All now mysterious um, yeah. comes about, and eventually, my my favorite line in this whole song really is the the one that says the waves and winds still know his voice mm -hmm. who ruled them mm -hmm. while he dwelt below. And, and it's important to think about that back to think about how, you know, he's guiding the future as he passed. And just like you were saying, your Lord does undertake and, and resting in that idea that he has chosen, you know, this idea that at any time he wants to, <laughs> he can speak to the wind and the waves in your life and say, peace, be still. Mm -hmm. Um, and 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 if he doesn't choose to do that, then it's because he knows that that there's a greater purpose, a greater good that's coming from this, mm -hmm. um, and he's he's in control of it all, though, because at any moment he can. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes he chooses not to, and we um, 
rely upon him even more so. But while we're talking about this verse, I want to read that passage out of Mark. Yes, Um, please do. End of Mark 4. Yeah. Yeah. A great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was already filling. But he, Christ, was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. <laughs> and they that. woke him. Yeah, he was sleeping <laughs> in the storm. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? See, he didn't know that they were perishing because he was just sleeping. He was resting. We're not perishing. And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Um, and then he says, you know, why are you so afraid? Don't you have faith? Have you still no faith? You know, um, thinking about that story and how at any moment the storm can be silenced and, and the, the waves and winds still know his yeah, voice. That last verse, 41, dwell below. Yeah. the disciples' response with great fear as they said to one another, who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Yeah. They thought this guy was an ordinary man. And then and all of a sudden they realized, yeah. This is well, not who I thought Jesus yeah. was. It's pointing out his his um his deity. It's yeah. pointing out his godness because mm-hmm. they understood that the only person that could control the weather was God. And the mm-hmm. sea for, for a Hebrew was was basically evil, uh, evil yeah, place death. Where, basically, yeah. is what that symbolized for, mm-hmm. for 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 the Jews. So, I mean, <laughs> if he could control something as powerful as what they saw as death, as mm-hmm. evil, wow, that's mm-hmm. that's some power that we're talking about here. That line, "All now mysterious yes. shall be bright at last," made me think of First Corinthians thirteen twelve. Mm-hmm. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part; then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. Mm-hmm. I just oh, see a so. tiny little little piece of what I guess just reality is right now. Um, That mystery is still there, but then shall be bright at last. Yes. And that's something we will, we will fully, fully see one day um, when, (laughs) when we are glorified, when we in our mortal bodies take on immortality, restoration of all things. I love that line. All now mysterious. I mean, it just points back to the theme of providence and, the questions we have that just won't be answered this side of heaven. Yeah, uh, many questions we will not have the answer to. Oh, um, and that's an interesting thought, guys. When we see the Lord, do you, do you think you know? Some people's response are like, "I, I can't wait to ask God why." <laughs> I don't think we'll or, care anymore. Or do you think we we're going to care anymore? I'm not going to care at all. <laughs> I think that's. A, I mean, honestly, like that is such an important thing. Well, to remember the to. former things have passed away. I right. mean. Yeah. And, Why am I going to care about that? And then we'll just when you glorify your, him for right, what he did. You, you know, when you lay your eyes on your God, that, that beatific vision, as they as the theologians call it, like what could be more satisfying and what could be more of an answer to mm-hmm. the disappointments? I'm, I'm skipping ahead. I know disappointments, grief, mm-hmm. sorrows, fears. What could be the, a better answer than just him? Uh, and I think that's actually <laughs> that's where we're going to go in the next one. But yeah, I I, I love I love all now mysterious shall be bright at last. Mm-hmm. And thank you, Josh, for reading mm-hmm. Mark four. Yeah. That's so good to point that out. It's a, it's a it's a faith that looks forward. So you want to go on to the next one, or you yeah. have some other things to say? Okay. Um, this next verse is the one that you guys were saying you weren't as familiar with, but it's actually right. my favorite verse in the song. <laughs> <laughs> so I was fighting for it. Yes. I want to talk about <clears throat> it. Um, it. It feels kind of like a hug, honestly. Mm. <laughs> um, and I think 
You might want to read it again because I, yeah. I know for yeah, me read it's, it, it's read not, it as, because, yeah. not as familiar. Yeah. Be still, my soul, when dearest friends depart, and all is darkened in mm. the veil of tears. Then shalt thou better know his love, his heart, who comes to soothe thy sorrow and thy fears. Be still, my soul, thy Jesus can repay from his own fullness all he takes away. Gosh, yes. And <laughs> I mean... That last line. I, I know that... Mm. I know that everyone everyone suffers, and so when I say my life has been marked by suffering, I'm not saying that I have experienced right. things that people will never experience. Right. You know, there's nothing new under the sun. But right. truly, my life has been marked by suffering, and so I say that in a in a real way, but not mm-hmm. a not a pity way. Mm-hmm. And so this this verse does feel like a hug because sometimes when you're going through something so hard for so long. And maybe those some things are piling on top of each other all at once. Um, it it can be very, um, I guess, just you feel weighed down. Um, but this verse, especially in the context of the rest of the song, is quite relieving. Um, I mean, it's talking about when dearest friends depart, so grief, people that you love no longer hear, um, darkened in the veil of tears, so you feel surrounded by by darkness. That could be depression. That could be really anything. I think it's great that it's not so specific. Right. Um, and I think that um, a, a lot of this actually reminds me of Job, um, of course, because his life was <laughs> marked by suffering too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just find a lot of comfort in this verse, knowing that, yes, in these other verses, the Lord is by my side. He is faithful to remain. He guides the future. Um, I can look to the you know future hope that I have in him. But right now, when it really, really sucks, mm-hmm. I can know that this is going to help me better know his love and his heart. Yeah, right. um, and he does come to soothe <clears throat> thy sorrow and thy tears. And so um, it mm-hmm. actually makes me think of— Sounds like gentle and lowly. It does. I, yeah, it was making me think I of I know gentle and lowly was the phrase that Jesus said, and it didn't—it <laughs> existed well before 2020 when right. Dan Ortland wrote about yes. it. Yep. <laughs> Oh, um, but I mean, man, what a good book. It made me um, think of a different book, too. Um, my One of my favorite authors is Elizabeth Elliot, mm-hmm. and um, they published one of her works after she had passed, and it's called Suffering is Never for Nothing. And she has mm-hmm. a little a little piece of this book that has always stuck with me, and it Never says, for- she says, whatever is in the cup that God is offering to me, whether it be pain and sorrow and suffering and grief, along with the many more joys— I'm willing to take it because I trust him and mm. because suffering is never for nothing. Mm, um, never for nothing. Mm-hmm. What a phrase. And so um, I think when we look at that that line um, that we better know his love, um, I can then say, well, then this hasn't been wasted because mm. I don't know about you guys, but the, the times that I have mm-hmm. felt most comforted by God or closest to him or needing his word, that that thirst for his word has been because my life is falling apart. Mm. And so I know God better because of what he's allowed in my life, what he has given to me, whether good or bad. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, that line, Jesus can repay from his own fullness his own, all that he takes away. Yeah, and so fullness. you think of the end of Job where he is, you know, given more than he ever had before. Mm-hmm. And, I think somebody could probably say, so you're going to get everything you want oh, <laughs> in yeah, life, no. you know, but that's not the point of it. No, we get, mm-hmm. we get it later when, you know, in, yeah, right. it says the, the, the return can come back. It could, God could bring it back like for Job, but yeah. right. or and it may he does be, give, give good gifts to us here. Um, that's or it not, may not be until heaven. Right. And so <laughs> we may never see that. Here. Um, I think I kind of see that with, with having a, a physical illness and disability, it's okay. That's that's very likely not going to be fixed here. 
<laughs> but I can look to beyond the darkened veil of tears to something better that is coming because God doesn't waste anything. Right. And and even still, like the word thy Jesus can repay. Mm-hmm. Like repay is almost an understatement. It is. In yeah. some ways, like, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> here, here's some of my fullness. Like that right. sounds so bland. Like when we're, what we're really in his own fullness can replace and go far beyond and exceed, you know, the, the, the temporary, as hard as it may be, temporary sorrow or pain, mm-hmm. the eternal, the eternality of him, mm. of his own fullness um, will just far surpass. Kind of like we talked about earlier. I'm kind of just repeating myself. The, there's a saying. Some good thoughts, Rachel. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. It makes me, because we're talking about the tears and we're talking about how um, all of this will be, um, he he can repay from his own fullness what he takes away. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, there's an old saying, you know, um, there is no sorrow that heaven cannot heal, and it's mm-hmm. it's quoted in David Crowder's um, yeah mm-hmm. song, uh-huh. but it's also been used in uh, other songs as well. Um, it isn't necessarily his phrase, um, although people attribute it to him now. But it reminds <laughs> me of Revelation twenty one four. There will be he will wipe away every tear from our eyes. Um, there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. Um, and everything is made new. So yep. um, I think of Second Corinthians 4 as well. So mm-hmm. we do not lose heart, though our mm-hmm. outer self is wasting away. Our inner self is being renewed day by day for this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. And so it's almost like the the darkness here, the the illnesses or the grief or the loss of loved ones or literally anything you've gone through, when you get to eternity, it's going to make it that much sweeter because all mm-hmm. those things have been repaid but also made new and it's in abundance. You get more. Yeah. First John 3, um, yes. we're children of God. What we will be um, has not yet been made known, but we know that when he appears. What does it say? Beloved, we are God's children now and what we will be has not yet been uh, appeared, but we know that when he appears, we shall be like him because we'll see him as he is. Mm-hmm. And everyone who hopes in this purifies himself as he as is here. Is pure. I mean, this really that passage, First John three mm-hmm. one through three, is is what this this verse is all about. The love of of Christ. See it, what great love the Father has lavished upon us. Mm-hmm. Um, we we'll better know His love, His heart, who comes to soothe us our and our fears. All that, and we don't understand it now, um, but we know that when he appears, we shall be like him. Um, and we know that at that point, um, you know, the the darkened veil will be uh, pulled away. And, um, yeah, uh, beautiful. Be- I wish that we ha- had that in our hymnals. I don't understand that's, why. That's exactly what that I'm trying verse- to think. Like- has been omitted. Oh, that, that verse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just in this, the, the, just the themes of this song in general, like this is such mm-hmm. an important type of song, whether it's mm-hmm. this one or another one, and, that the church has almost kind of forsaken, yeah. you know, especially in our in our modern context, postmodern context, really, and just a therapeutic age and, of needing to hear words of uh, empowerment or self-betterment rather than... How do I face today yeah. and the next day and the next day and be a faithful follower of Christ through whatever the thorny way may be? Mm-hmm. Uh, Think um, of how many people in our churches right. need to hear this yes. verse. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. So the next verse. Yeah. Let's so let's 
We'll say the this hour is our is final. On. This is our final verse. But we'll we talk need about to the go other one. to the next. Verse. Right. <laughs> Sorry. Hour might be literal. No, I'm just kidding. We're we're doing fine. The hour is hastening. I know that this is so random. Hastening on that reminds me of our. It came upon a midnight clear. Oh, year, that conversation. Year. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, that's there's a phrase that says something about haste. hastening. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. That's for another episode, talking about our debate about that song. But the hour is hastening on. And I think that's such a comforting thing, too, that this is this is a near thing. It's, yeah. You know, hour, we think it's kind of a long, but really, in retrospect, that that's a minute term compared to eternity or years or whatever. It's coming. Like the this day that we look forward to when we shall forever be with the Lord is soon. It's funny because the phrase, the hour is hastening on, is really one of those of, you know, it means, hey, we're running out of time, you know, mm. we're, we're, but yet it's, it's a comforting um, mm-hmm. realization. A quickening, a, yeah. a quick relief is coming right. to this right. sorrow. In, in the midst of trial, we, we love that yeah. we're running out of time. Right. Because, <laughs> Get um, me out of this, please, Jesus. <laughs> we'll, we'll be through with all of this sorrow right. and we'll be forgotten. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. It just, it's like a list after, yeah. like the main point of this verse, what it says is verse three, but we're counting it as verse four. The main point is we're going to be with the Lord forever. Mm-hmm. We're going to be with all the safe and blessed, you know, forever. We'll get to that later. But mm-hmm. in the in in lines like three, four, and five, I guess, or three and four, well, I guess five, two, it's like listing. Here's what how it's going to be when we're with the Lord. Disappointment, grief, and fear are gone. Sorrow's forgot. Mm. Love's joys are restored. Purest joys are restored, and change and tears are going to be forgone. Like they're just, they won't even be remembered. Worth remembering. I love that concept of something is forgotten. Like Mm -hmm. not only are we done with the disappointment and the grief and all of that, it's not as if we will look back and see like, oh yeah, it used to be so sad. But like it's it's not even going to be a thought to us Mm -hmm. of things that we experience because we'll be with Him. That's why what you said earlier, we're not going to show up and say, hey, Jesus, I got a question about such and <laughs> exactly. such. What right. are you trying to do? It's yet? just going to be a relief Sorrow that we're there. Forgot. Mm-hmm. It, it will Absolutely. be. It, it, it will all be just melted away in the goodness mm. of his glory. Mm, yeah. That's great. When you, In the last line, guys, just real quick, all safe, and I love the words, obviously, blessed. safe and blessed we shall mean. I'm assuming it's talking about fellow believers, right? Do you think that that's what it's talking about? Yeah, yeah I mean, mm-hmm. all the safe. That's how so I took it. Kind of like yeah. uh, Rock of Ages cleft for me. Let me hide myself in thee. I'm safe in Christ. I'm hidden with him. I'm 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 in heaven because I trust in Jesus. So yeah. I'm safe. And then the blessed, so beloved. Um, but I I mean, know. I also think back about the boat um, and Jesus sleeping in the boat, and mm-hmm. when the 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 storm was told to be still, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, I, I know that it says that the disciples had their um, they were filled with fear because mm-hmm. they didn't know what was going on with this man. <laughs> but um, yet when we read that, we find this feeling of once the peace be still is said, that now we are safe and blessed and uh, we're meeting um, each other in heaven one day, but also right. um, we'll meet our Savior at last, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And think about... <laughs> Back to that story, Josh. Mm-hmm. I can't stop thinking about it. Of Jesus, and, you know, the storm's happening. The dude's asleep. 
I mean, he, he, he the the disciples are freaking out, and they're like, obviously, some of them are fishermen. Like they've seen storms before. Yeah. Like this shouldn't be a surprise to them, but it must have been a bad storm. But Jesus is completely at peace and asleep. He is the Lord of creation, and he is not thwarted by this little storm or big storm to them. He he's in fact the disciples don't know it, but the safest place to be in the whole world is with their Savior. Yeah. All safe and blessed we shall meet in last. There's just that tie of with Jesus in charge, with Jesus whom we can trust, there is no safer place to be, mm. even though we may be in a torrential storm and we may be drowning. Or uh, That's just the important thing to remember. But the, And that kind of puts a, a congregational aspect to it, all safe and blessed we shall meet we at shall last. Meet, yeah. We think of our lost we, loved ones, yeah. but also... Fellow believers we see here now or, or have gone before us to heaven and we'll we'll meet them again. Um, that's an important thing to remember. Do we want to talk a little bit about that extra verse? We can, um, just to mention just that there's another one, and I don't really know off. where it comes from. Um, don't It doesn't it, look like an original it verse. It doesn't, and that's why it's almost not worth— um, but, but, <laughs> but someone might want not to know, so things. let's just at least— Read it. Read it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> begrudgingly. <laughs> Be still my soul. Be still my soul. Begin the song of praise. On earth believing to thy Lord on high. Acknowledge him in all thy words and ways. So shall he view thee with a well-pleased eye. Be still my soul, the sun of life divine. Through passing clouds shall but more brightly shine. Mm. It's a nice verse. I don't think it's a good one to put at the end. I really like yeah. the, the summing the up of did. verse uh, four, what we said, all safe and blessed we shall meet at last. But yeah. um, I guess if I were going to sing it, I would probably take liberty and move it to a different mm. place in the hymn. That's true. Um, probably Just between a, verse two some, and three. Some good know. poetry, you know, talking about the sun, S-U-N of life, uh, the contrast of clouds, suffering, you know, being... Mm-hmm. But now more brightly shining, um, the future that we have once we get to heaven. But yeah, I agree. And it's like a, I've never heard this verse before. But the one that Rachel read, that one is uh, that one would that be definitely a little bit more known. worth yeah. doing and f- more f- befitting, I think, of the hymn in its entirety. Uh, any last thoughts about this song? Treatises to why we need to be doing it in church. I mean, we kind of already said that. You Ava? should do it because it's comforting and people need to hear it. Mm. Yeah, we've got to re- remind people that it's okay to be sad sometimes, to mm-hmm. to be reminded that God is in control. I can remember, um, I can remember praying prayers often throughout my life. Lord, help me to be so at rest and at peace in Your sovereignty that I could sleep in the boat, even though the storm is mm-hmm. raging around me. Mm-hmm. Um, and we need to remind our our folks that that they can do that, that they can be still in the midst of a difficult time. Mm-hmm. Be still my soul. Thank you guys. Great thoughts. Great dialogue. Love this. Thank you listener for joining with us today. I hope it was a blessing to you all and uh, Lord bless you. And we hope you come back and listen to more episodes. Thank you. Thank you for listening to sing the word. If you're enjoying the content of this podcast, Please subscribe to our channel on your preferred podcast platform. Feel free to leave us a good rating, too. You'll find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pandora, and other platforms as well. 
If you've got songs, questions, or discussions you'd like for us to explore in future episodes, please email those to singtheword316 at gmail.com. Again, that's singtheword316 at gmail.com. As we continue to improve and expand our platforms for this podcast, we'll be sure to keep you posted on things to come, Lord willing. Again, thank you for listening. Grace and peace.